0: Welcome to The Jack Duffley Show, a weekly podcast exploring investing, real estate, the markets, law, technology, and everything in between.
1: Here's your host, Jack Duffley.
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Good to have you here with me today. Before we get into today's episode, just have a couple of reminders as always. First being to leave reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, the more five-star reviews we can get, the merrier and the more people be exposed to the show, which is great. And also if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all of that great stuff. Since the more engagement we can get on the show, the better. And also I am going to be releasing my One Property Retirement book, which is about a simple strategy for building your retirement. retirement nest egg using a simple real estate investing strategy, I will be setting that up for pre-order by the time this episode airs, most likely, and there should be a link in the description to that. I'll be releasing it on August 28th of this year, so that book will be ready to go. You can get it in an ebook or print version, and your support would be very much appreciated. The more reviews I can get on that book as well, the better, and the more Amazon will promote that book to other folks when it actually does go live. So for those of you who have helped me through the process, I very much appreciate all of that help and all that feedback you gave me, which I've incorporated into this final draft. So I think it's going to be pretty much as good as it could possibly be for the greatest number of people. Again, I'll leave a link in the description for the One Property Retirement, which will be releasing on August 28th. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. With me today is Peter Eisenberg of Ellis Park Partners, a real estate developer in the Chicagoland area. Peter and I actually met through the charity that he runs, the Harold Eisenberg Foundation, which we'll definitely talk about at much greater length by the end of the show. Uh, But without further ado, Peter, if you just want to let our listeners know a little bit more about yourself and how you got started in real estate.
1: Yeah, really appreciate you having me on. Uh, It's... uh... You and I, having known each other for a period of time and having met through the foundation, it's an absolute pleasure to be on your show. So thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it.
1: Uh, I knew that I wanted to be involved in real estate from an early age. My dad was a real estate developer. And I remember in high school uh, reading what was then uh, Shopping Center World, uh, magazine and I'd take them off uh, his bedstand and and read them so I always had interest he took me to uh, ICSC events uh, the main one always in Las Vegas I went to several times while I was in high school um, went to undergrad at Wisconsin uh, Really didn't study real estate there. Took some real estate courses, and then went to law school and did a JD and an LLM in real estate. And my game plan was to practice real estate law for a while, and then go into development. Um, but as it happened, I ended up going straight into into real estate, and uh, it was what I wanted to do from a young age. So uh, that is one piece of advice that I would have for everybody out there is to uh, go into a line of work that they're really passionate about.
0: So you mentioned that you went to law school, but obviously you're not practicing law. Did you ever practice law?
1: I didn't. Uh, and for those that are interested in real estate and that are going to law school, I do think it's a good idea to practice for a few years. Uh, my circumstances were such that I went directly into uh, real estate. My father passed away uh, from cancer. We'll talk about it later, but uh, pretty suddenly in my last year of law school. And so uh, there were a lot of different uh, issues that played into the fact that I decided to go straight into real estate. But I do think, I, I think implementing what you're learning in law school uh, is helpful. I made the determination, it was really the long-term plan to go into real estate. In addition to the fact that I needed to work on some stuff that my dad was involved with, I said, I really don't want to practice law for five years. I want to, don't want to do it for three years. I'm not practicing law. Uh, so uh, I went straight into real estate.
0: So you were faced with clear adversity there and you decided that you had to pivot and well it looks like it's paid off as much as it possibly could in making that decision um i know that your father's sudden passing was the the clear motivator for starting the Harold Eisenberg Foundation which again we'll get to um but when you made that pivot into real estate development did you have a did you rely on a team to make that pivot what, was it just kind of figuring things out as you went or, or were there kind of systems in place for for taking the reins
1: that's a good question. I, When this happened, I uh, did speak to a lot of people, uh, including family and uh, people in the real estate industry, friends of my dad, and uh, made the decision that it, it was right for me to go into real estate at the time. So... Uh, it did require talking to a a lot of different people and relying on a lot of advice. And I ultimately went to work with a couple of my dad's partners, uh, one of which he had known since he started the business at HomeArt. And I guess this leads into uh, another comment that I would make, which is I was really fortunate to have some great mentors, uh, specifically Dick Helena, uh was instrumental in kind of taking me under his wing Um, he he's had an extremely successful career this goes back now 20 years and uh, i ended up going to work uh, with him and a partner of his and uh, we ultimately started a company called clark street real estate together so uh, I was really, really fortunate to, to have a mentor take me under his wing. As much as I had been exposed to real estate, as much as I had uh, taken uh, JD and LLM classes, uh, it was at least helpful for me to, to have somebody that really took uh, an interest in my career and helping me to develop professionally.
0: This is a a common question that people wanting to get started in real estate and really any career often have. It's how do you actually find a mentor? Is it someone you already know? If you don't know someone, where do you go to find a mentor? Do you have any advice uh, on that subject? I
1: don't think it's necessarily something that you go out and seek. I think the best advice that I have is to network um and i don't want that to have a negative connotation um i i think you uh you want to go and meet as many people as possible and over time you'll develop a natural connection with somebody it's not something that can be forced and so uh it's just finding the right chemistry so to me, the key is putting yourself out there as much as possible, introducing yourself, and each person that you meet will connect you to another one or two or three people. And uh, and just be natural, Uh, get out and meet people and it'll naturally happen. There are some instances where uh, people are more targeted Uh, And it might be that you're targeting a firm and maybe some of the firms have uh, formal mentoring programs. So there are opportunities with that as well.
0: Yeah. um, Peter, you were definitely instrumental in in getting me started with real estate, at least in the Chicago area. um, Since... I I saw your background being a real estate developer with a law degree. I'm in law school. I was interested in law at the time and thought, oh, well, this seems like a good guy to talk to. So, when I I came to your office and you were gracious enough to introduce me to a few people after that, each of them introduced me to a few people after that. And it was very um, powerful for creating a network pretty quickly within the Chicago area and I'm sure that applies to any area throughout the country. So, I think that's definitely great advice since it, it helps me and it sounds like it helped you a lot too, just constantly building a network and that's where you find the value later on rather than actually seeking out a mentor. You're building that network and then and then coincidentally finding a mentor within it. Um now I actually wanted to to ask a little bit more about your current ventures and development. You said you, you were at Clark street, um, but I know you're at Ellis park. Now the, the firm that you recently started, uh, what are you guys working on now?
1: So I, uh, spent 20 years with Dick and, and other partners, uh, and we'd started Clark street, I think it was 2005. And, uh, little less than two years ago, uh, began separating from Clark street, still have great relationship with, with everyone over there. Uh, That company has changed over time. And for me, it was, I'm in my mid forties. Now we had a, a terrific run. A lot of the stuff that we developed, we ended up selling and I had had a sense for a while, but it became clearer as I've gotten older that, uh, for me, I wanted to, uh, buy and add value and own the real estate long-term and create long-term cash flow. So, uh, with a close friend and another associate at Clark street at Motion, uh, we created Ellis park partners. And, uh, and the goal is to find, uh, Value add opportunities, execute on them, and and hold them long term. Specifically, uh, we're spending time in the industrial space right now. My whole career was focused on retail, uh, real estate, and I really think there's a lot of synergy there. Uh, clearly uh, emphasized and and uh, and seen through the pandemic now, but. Retail real estate has been evolving. I think the pandemic has just kind of accelerated that with regards to how people shop. Uh, I firmly believe that bricks and mortar are going to continue to be a critical piece of uh, the distribution chain. Um, So we see kind of a convergence of retail and industrial. And uh, we, we own one industrial building we're actually closing on a second one today and we're looking at industrial in the city of chicago right now in addition opportunistic retail uh we acquired with north Pond uh partners uh sam Lincoln and phil Slovit, uh parcel in old orchard uh, former bank of america great corner um we have a relationship uh, with Bank of America. We bought a, a project previously from them. We were able to buy this uh, this existing branch from them uh, that they had vacated and in the next month or so uh, Grassroots is going to open up. This is a whole, probably different topic for another time but a cannabis dispensary and uh, they were just bought by Cureleaf which is you know, one of the largest uh, multi-state operators in the country. And so um, that's an example of, we thought it was great real estate. We were buying it a, at a good basis. And now uh, we're, we've got a dispensary going in there. We also bought uh, a mixed use building in uh, downtown Highland Park, which is where I'm from, which is where Adam's from. Uh, and, uh, office on the second floor with retail service on the first floor. So those are our first four projects.
0: So it's it's not exclusively industrial, like you said, um, though it all seems kind of invariably linked to the, this economic trend of retail brick and mortar being less of the forefront, and you have a lot more uh, sort of behind-the-scenes e-commerce type operations where you still need real estate space, um, but it's not the same way that we needed it before. Um, I know you've mentioned uh, when I first heard you talk, you came to to the University of Illinois where I was studying, talked to the real estate group on campus. You, you recommended that everyone become familiar with logistics because that's such a huge part of e-commerce and just the way that retail operates and you're always going to need space for those logistical operations and it's it's interesting to see that you've moved even more into that space as time's gone on you're you're definitely a, a man of of your word you practice what you preach hey listeners for my real estate investors out there check out my free real estate metrics spreadsheet in the show notes so you can quickly analyze potential deals cap rate, cash on cash, NOI, loan to value, debt service coverage ratio, cash flow. It calculates them all instantly. The spreadsheet even comes with a full mortgage calculator and amortization schedule. Get all of your deal metrics in one easy place by clicking the link to download my free spreadsheet. Don't go in blind into a real estate deal. Always know your metrics beforehand. Use this calculator to do just that. Back to the show. Now, I did want to talk about the eisenberg foundation as well since we've alluded to it before that it's a big part of your life and certainly a big part of your career in real estate Um, but what is the eisenberg foundation what's the what's the charity's mission and could you just let, let us a little know let us know a little bit more about the foundation
1: sure uh thanks for the opportunity on that as well uh certainly something that's uh really important to to me So, I had mentioned uh, in 1999, I was in my last year of law school, and uh, my dad was diagnosed with cancer and died within two weeks. And uh, clearly, a a major blow to me, my brother, my sister, my mom. um, He, as a developer, uh, real estate developer, was always extremely optimistic. Uh, one of his mantras was uh, it's okay to get knocked down, it's not okay to stay down. And so we, along with uh, friends and family, sat down and thought about how do we react um, and how do we create something positive out of this situation. And from that, the Harold E. Eisenberg Foundation was born, and really uh, two major areas of focus. One, cancer research. Uh, really proud of the work that we're, we've done and we're doing in partnership with Northwestern. A uh, lot of cutting-edge research. Uh, Dr. Plutanius and Dr. Benson at Northwestern have been Wonderful, wonderful partners. Um, And then the other area is real estate education. And uh, we were approached early on by Al Claremont Imperial uh, Realty. He was fortunate enough to to learn from his dad, uh, the business, and he always had this idea for a mentor program and thought that our foundation would be the perfect vehicle for it. Fast forward uh, now, 20-plus years, and I think there have been over 1,400 or 1,500 mentorships, and what's really nice is that uh, it's grown because of people that have gone through our programs, people have gotten involved, and uh, so our real estate education program started out with a mentor program, but you had mentioned Peter Borzak started a class at University of Illinois. That was the class that I came down and uh, spoke to, Um, we've got a career day, we've got speaker series, uh, we have a real estate challenge, scholarships, uh, a very robust real estate education program, and somewhat of a plug right now, uh, we are in the process of developing a, a program that we think is going to appeal to students all over the country and we're targeting uh, the launch in October. Uh, it'll likely be a week-long program, but we're really, really excited about it. Got a phenomenal executive director, We just brought on a, a director of development. Uh, we've got uh, another phenomenal staff person. So uh, really built this program to serve students, and help student introduce students to uh, the world of real estate, which we all feel very passionately about and help those students uh, develop their careers. And it has been extremely rewarding, you know, sitting, talking to you for an example, we wouldn't have met otherwise. And uh, you know, you and I were just chatting about your real estate endeavors and what you're doing in law school and so forth. It's, uh, It's great to have play a really small part uh, in in people's lives. So it's been a very rewarding experience. And my dad, uh, as I mentioned before, would take my brother, my sister and I to meetings, to conferences. I've heard from, over the years, so many people that he would sit down and talk to and work with. So I think he'd be uh, really proud of uh, the program that's been developed. I don't think he'd be happy that his name is all over the program, but, uh, but we're excited about what we've done. And we think there is a lot of growth opportunity with it as well.
0: You mentioned the mentorship programs um, that it was, it was incredibly valuable and still is valuable. Just the, what I learned from it and being able to shadow professionals throughout the Chicagoland area in, Pretty high level positions as well, um, in all sorts of areas in the industry, brokerage, investment, development, uh, lending, everything under the sun in commercial real estate. And it was great for that. And quick, and again, like I said, also helpful for building a network very quickly. That's just one facet of what you're doing, like, like you mentioned. Um, Because it's it's a it is a robust charity and does quite a bit of good not only in real estate but also for for cancer research. How can someone get involved with the Eisenberg Foundation?
1: We welcome uh, involvement. That's how we we've grown. Uh, uh, EisenbergFoundation.org. People want to reach out to me. uh, Katie Wales is our executive director. I can. you her contact information, but we have an associate board uh, that's 35 or 40 people that is uh, comprised of young professionals. And a lot of those professionals are people that came through our, uh, our programs as students. And so to see them develop, give back through the foundation, develop relationships among themselves, I hear about destination weddings that go on and multiple people that are attending are from the foundation uh, before social distancing. There were volleyball teams, kickball teams, that'll be reinstituted. So uh, the associate board is, uh, is a great group of young people that really plan important events uh, for the foundation and also institute a lot of the real estate programming.
0: So, Peter, before we wrap up the show, just want to ask the same couple of questions I ask all of my guests, the first being whether you have a book recommendation, and that could in any genre. Do you have a recommendation for our listeners?
1: I, there are a couple of books that uh, I have enjoyed, and one that I think is particularly relevant now, Outliers uh, by Malcolm Gladwell and it talks about how uh, different times, different experiences shape the lives uh, of people and uh, change the course of of their individual lives. And certainly, I would think that a lot of changes are going to come out of this pandemic and how we all react to it. So I think that's a relevant book, and I found it really interesting. Uh, Warren Buffett. Uh, snowball i think is a phenomenal book and i think really applicable to the real estate industry and i would mentioned before that my focus now is uh creating opportunities where i can generate cash flow and building on those opportunities and i know it's something that you're doing now jack which i think is really really smart at a young age if you can create uh, and even if there are smaller properties uh, cash flow that will build on itself over time you'll be able to to look back and uh, and really create something exciting and then uh, Sam Walton made in America uh, is another book that I think is uh, a fantastic book I enjoy reading about people that uh, see opportunities and Execute on those opportunities, and clearly Sam Walton is one of those people.
0: Absolutely, and then finally, Peter, if you have any contact information, uh, if our listeners want to learn more about not only the, the iceberg Foundation but also what you're doing, and if they want to reach out,
1: so org, Please, uh, please reach out on that, and uh, you know. People can reach out to me at my email address, P Eisenberg, P E I S E N B E R G, at Ellispark.com, E L L I S S P A R K.com.
0: And I'll go ahead and leave that information in the description below. Well, thank you, Peter. I very much appreciate you coming onto the show. I know you have a very busy busy schedule. Just got back from your vacation out west, and I hope you had a great time there. Uh, but until next time, Peter, thank you very much.
1: It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Jack Duffley show. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss any new episodes. For more content on personal finance, real estate, and other topics, check out jackduffley.com.